You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is the fastest kid in town the racer himself zach batista zach how are you doing my man i'm doing pretty good uh didn't get the most amount of sleep last night but that doesn't matter Uh, i'm happy to be up and ready to go to talk about wrestling that'll get me all excited for today Buddy, I feel you. I'm running on, I think, an hour, maybe like an hour and a half of sleep and a coffee. So we are, we, we're rocking and we're rolling today. We are today. the pinnacle of, of healthy sleep cycles right here. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have a fun episode today. It's going to be a very sleep-deprived episode. I hope you're ready for some probably shenanigans coming out of my brain today. And uh, how, how were your matches this week? Uh, they were pretty good. So, yeah, so are mine. I think uh, I've had, I had a couple of pretty solid ones. Uh, why don't we quickly go over what we are checking out today? Because uh, we did tweet a preview last week. Mm-hmm. We didn't put it in the episode, so why don't we uh, tell the fans what we got this week? Sure, I'll go first. Yeah, please. I brought Basic Becca versus Little Mean Kathleen at Northeast Wrestling, and then I followed it up with JTG going against Darius Carter at Bree Combination Wrestling. Very nice. This week I brought... Jordan Grace taking on Anthony Bowens at Battle Club Pro, mm. uh, the five tool player, as you know him. Mm-hmm. We got Rachel, and we got Rachel Rose taking on Charity Kane from Renegade. Fuck, I can't. For some reason, I can't say this promotion from Renegade Wrestling Revolution. R R uh, W R W R. Oh fuck! Damn, I got that wrong too. Renegade Wrestling Revolution, but they all start with they all sound like they start with the R, right? They do. It sounds like you could say Triple R. Yeah, so uh, that one always gets me. But yeah, and then of course we have our surprise match, which uh, is kind of a funny coincidence that we'll talk about later when we get there. Yes, it will. Uh, Zach, who started off last week in terms of matches? Let's. Why don't we just hop right on? Um, it? I believe I believe it was you started it. Okay, so if I started it, then why don't you kick us off this week? Sure thing. I'm all right. We'll start with uh, Basic Becca and Little Mean Kathleen for my first match. Sounds good. Let's do it. Uh, to sum it up, for those that want like the quick TLD, uh, TLD, E, uh, or TLDL, whatever. Uh, this there wasn't really anything super special. About <laughs> TLD TLDW too late didn't watch. Uh, <laughs> or too too lazy didn't watch. I was gonna uh, I was gonna say TLDL too lazy didn't listen. Also good. I said E initially because I thought ear, but then I was like, wait, that doesn't <laughs> fucking... La- too lazy, didn't ear. <laughs> I was like, that didn't... That's not going to work. <laughs> oh, man. We're already getting to this point. <laughs> oh, this will be a fun episode. It's just started. <laughs> All right. Um. 
So there wasn't really anything super special about this match. Like, the wrestling was fine, and there were no major botches or, like, glaring issues that I could see. Just nothing really, like, stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Like, the match starts back and forth holds and grapples, the usual, for, like, a couple of minutes. And Becca's able to gain the upper hand eventually when she uh, punches Kathleen in the face as they uh, struggle to lock uh, they struggle to lock in a wrist lock with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, side note, you'd think when you hear these names that Kathleen would be the heel, but she's actually the face in this match. That's very interesting because uh, very recently I also had a match with, I believe it's the same Becca that I, because I watched a couple of weeks ago Becca versus Big Juicy. Mm-hmm. And I think basic Becca and just Becca are the same person. Is it the, the it's it's the scrunchy one, yep. right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And in that match, she was the face. So this is interesting. Just Becca. <laughs> I love, it's just I like how I like how to become heel. She changed to basic Becca. She's just basic Becca. Also, just Becca was probably hard to fu- hard to Google. I would imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, just 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 Becca. Just like Becca wrestler. <laughs> wrestler Becca, scru- Becca Scrunchy Wrestler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so um, it doesn't really last long, though, because Kathleen's able to counter with an, an Irish whip with several roll-ups and then locks in a mean-looking headlock. So uh, Becca then is able to briefly take over after she shoves Kathleen into the corner, but once Kathleen escapes from it, she drops Becca to the mat with a Luthez press, a tilt-a-whirl head scissors, and then a suplex. Wow. However, thanks to uh, raking the... Uh, Kathleen's eyes, Becca's able to gain control back of the match. And using this momentum, then we then just get, kind of get several minutes of Becca just grinding and beating down Kathleen. Mm-hmm. I will say, actually, that during this section, uh, she hit a, uh, Kathleen with a, probably, with like a, it's like one of the better looking X-Factors I've seen. Like, usually when you see, I think I've said this before, when you see an X-Factor, which is a face buster, by the way, for those of you that don't know, there's a lot of the times that I you. see it, and I'm like, it's never that effective looking. Ever. But for some reason, this one looked really, like, good i was like oh shit a good looking x factor there you go cool uh that's then, the best one a move that looks like usually like so mad this actually looks good for once yes it's like like, like we, we had this we had this conversation with hip attacks a couple of weeks ago yeah, it's exactly. like a bad a bad hip attack is like a hip attack always feels mad but if it's like someone who knows how to do them does it it looks great mm-hmm. like if somebody like an oscar does it mwah. oh yeah so great to watch so much movement all right, so uh, during this time, there's, there is a point where Kathleen actually starts to make a comeback when she hits Becca with several chops to the chest. But once she's able to actually knock Becca to the uh, floor. So during this time, there is actually a point that where Kathleen actually starts making a comeback to Becca with uh, several chops to the chest. And once she's able to, she's actually able to get Becca to the floor and get put her in the corner. And then mm-hmm. Becca charges back at Kathleen, and she jumps over her and onto Becca's shoulders, and then hits her with a victory roll, which didn't get her the win, but it looked pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, instantly after kicking out, though, Becca hits Kathleen with a backdrop Uranagi combination, and then just dominates Kathleen more. Very nice. Gets Kathleen back in the corner. This time, she's actually able to hit her with consecutive running back elbows, and then a handspring slap across the face. Woof. And then Becca turns her back to Kathleen, presumably to gloat. I don't know who she's gloating to, though, because the arena was empty, I'm pretty sure, because of COVID times, but, you know. And then Kathleen jumps onto her back, locks in a half-sleeper hold while she uses her other hand to kind of just punch Becca in, like, the back of the head and, and like, just in her head in general. Mm-hmm. And while Becca is able to get her off by ramming her into the corner, Kathleen then immediately fires back with several running strikes before getting to the top rope and hitting Becca with a diving crossbody. 
Whoa. Mm-hmm. And then after this, Kathleen picks Becca up, goes for her corner-assisted bulldog finisher. Becca then gets out of it, goes for her finisher, which is Beck's termination. But I didn't get oh. to see what it was because Kathleen slips out of her grasp, hits her with a corner-assisted bulldog, and gets the win. Beck's termination is a very good move. It's a... Name. Name. Va- I was say I thought the same thing, too. I was like, man, I'm like, that's a fucking great name for a finisher. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kathleen picks up the win for this one. All right, sick. I'm into it. Match was it was fine, man. I guess I I have here low meh slash meh. I'm gonna give it the meh. But like, okay. I I clear. I was just like not. It was like one of those matches where I was like, I've seen plenty of matches like this before. Yeah. The the okay. the singular thing that stood out for me was probably the X Factor. Okay. And that's because when she dropped Kathleen, Kathleen like dropped to the fucking match. Probably hit her face hard in the mat when she did that. Fair enough. But hey. Yeah. All right. Well, for my first match of the week, we are going back to Battle Club Pro. Uh, we had a match from them last week. We had Trisha Dover taking on Lee Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, we from Battle Club Pro brings us Jordan Grace versus Anthony Bowens. Mm. Uh, the the five-tool player versus Thick Bomba Pump. Uh, this match is for the Battle Club Pro Franchise Championship, mm-hmm. which is currently held, well, I don't, know cur- I don't know who it's currently held by, but in this match, it's held by Anthony Bowens. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's Jordan Grace taking on the Battle Club Pro Franchise Champion, Anthony Bowens, for the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, man, does it, does it have that title match feel? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, these two, uh, start off, they, these two start off with, like, uh, you know, basic chain wrestling that turns into, like, a nice quick sequence where they're just reversing each other, mm-hmm. uh, getting getting some nice roll-ups on each other, some nice, like, dodges, some, stuff like that, you know? There's gotcha. one point where, like, there's one point where Bowens has, like, Jordan in a headlock on the ground, and Jordan, like, cartwheels out of it, or, like, she's like, Ooh. yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, there's one point where uh, Jordan gets, like, the upper hand, and she's, she's hitting Bowens with some strikes, uh, and then she's running the ropes to go hit him with another move. Like, I don't know exactly what she was going to hit him with, but he just, like, turns around and spins and hits her with a back elbow and takes her out. Ooh, okay, okay. Then after uh, Grace gets back up, she ends up chucking uh, Bowens out of the ring, hits a big suicide dive, mm. throws him back in the ring, goes through the pin, Bowens kicks out, gets to his feet, um hits an elbow, and then he hits, like, a reverse headlock driver. Like, you know, like, when you hold, like, when you hit him like this and you, like, go forward, kind of? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he did, like, he did that, but, like, I think he hit him, he hit her head on his knee. Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah, that was, that was pretty neat. Uh, then there's one point where he gets her in a full Nelson, like a Master Lock-style full Nelson, and Grace just, like, muscles out of it. She's like, no, no, no. Uh, stick mama pump, too. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, no, 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 absolutely not. No, no, no. Uh, and then these two start trading strikes back and forth. Um, they end up, they end up like hitting each other with elbows, forearms, get and they end up fighting to the apron. Uh, where, oh no, Jordan Grace going for a pile driver on Bowens, but then Bowens keeps reversing, and like you know, like when they like pick him up and they shake their legs and then they fall back down to their feet. Yeah, it's that. And then Bowens tries to like pick up Grace for like an Alabama slam mm-hmm. on the apron, but then she rolls back, and these two are just like reversing each other, and then out of nowhere, they, like, are separated, and then Bowens just rushes at Grace on the apron and hits her with a sling blade. Ooh. He, like, he jumps off of the apron and just brings her down. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So he, he took a little bit of damage on that one, but uh, it was it was a pretty effective move. Slide, slides her back in the ring, p- goes for the pin, she kicks out, of course. 
Uh, Jordan then gets back up and comes back with, like, a flurry of blows, just, like, elbow... It was, like, one of those, like, where it was, like, elbow, punch, elbow, punch, like, you know, like, just absolutely, like, really quick strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Bowen, like, Bo, uh, she goes off the ropes and hit him with a clothesline, and Bowen's just stops her momentum with a super kick. Ooh. Uh, stops her momentum with a super kick. Then he goes to, then he goes to run the ropes. Jordan catches him and hits him with a spine buster. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. They're just fucking killing each other. Yeah, goes to pin him, he kicks out after that. Uh, she, she picks him up. She brings him up to the top rope, and she gets him set up for a muscle buster. Oh, yeah. And she hits it. Oh, let's go. And Bowen kicks out. Bastard. Oh, my God. Uh, He kicks out. She's getting pretty pissed at this point, so she picks him up to go for another move. But then Bowen, like, breaks out, kicks her in the gut, and just hits her with a, um, a, a like, a spinning forearm. So, like, he does, like, the... the you know, I, can't, I don't know what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about? Like, where they, like, spin and then nail him with the forearm? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was that. And while discus? She, yeah, that's it. A discus forearm. I couldn't think of the name of it, but yeah, that was exactly it. He hits her with a discus forearm while she's woozy. He hits her with a suplex. She, he holds her He holds her for, like, a little bit, too. It wasn't, like, a, cra- it wasn't like a crazy long time. Mm-hmm. But it was still delayed enough to be like, man, that's Jordan Grace you're holding up, too. Like, she is just, like, muscled ass, you know? Yeah. Like, that's heavy. Um, so it was pretty impressive, uh, but Jordan kicks out of that, uh, cut little combination and just starts hitting, like, she hits him with an elbow, and mm. then when she comes back from the elbow, she goes, like, she hits him with a forearm, and then hits him with an elbow, and then hits him with a forearm, Ooh. just like, just like in this face, and in the back of the head, and <laughs> hits him with an elbow <laughs> in the face, follows it up with a forearm to the back of the head, comes back with an elbow, and just keeps doing that for a while, God, just, <laughs> and just, uh, club- just clubbing him, damn. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> fuck with Jordan, <laughs> dude, it was, it looked so rough, um, Grace goes for, like, a, a crossbody of some sort uh, off the rope. She, like, bounces off the ropes and goes for a crossbody, but he catches her, gets uh, gets her up, and just hits, like, a Death Valley driver neckbreaker. So, like, he has her, like, in, like, the go-to-sleep, like, in the, the yeah. fireman's carry, and goes for, like, the, the attitude adjustment, but mm. brings brings her head, like, her neck down on his knee. Oh, my God. Very good. Um, and then he, after that, he hits a, he runs the ropes, hits a running knee, Jordan, like, recoils. She, like, hits the ground and bounces back up. And when she bounces back up, he's already in motion for a second knee to the back of her head. Oh, my God. Takes her out. Goes for the pin. Jordan kicks out again. Uh, Fuck Then, yeah. She kicks out again. Uh, They fight a little bit more. Jordan ends up locking in a sleeper on Bowens. And and she she almost knocks him out. It gets to the point where he almost, like, fought. Like, he is all the way on the ground. And she is this close to just, like, actually falling to sleep. Mm. Uh, but then he obviously, like, comes back, and then he just, like, while Jordan has him in the sleeper hold, he just, like, stands up. And oh. just, like, <laughs> run, and just and just runs her into the corner a few times to get her off. Just casually uh, stand up. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, after that, she, uh, she reverses a couple moves from him, tries to set up for a Vader bomb, but, uh, she goes set up for a Vader bomb, Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowens kicks out Jordan's legs on the ropes so she falls she mm-hmm. loses her balance and falls a little bit and then he goes to the ropes he goes for like a German off of the second rope but yeah. Jordan hangs on throws him off he lands on the ground she goes for the Vader bomb he rolls out of the way okay 
Um, he rolls out of the way. Uh, he hits, and then uh, he which bleh, bleh, bleh. he rolls out of the way. When Jordan gets up, he ends up hitting her with like a, it was like a leg lariat slash like uh, what's that thing Ziggler does? The Famouser. Oh yeah. It was like that. Um, okay, he okay. hits he hits that, and then he uh, which is it lets him set up for his finisher, the Grand Slam, uh, and he wins the match. Damn. This match was absolutely bonkers. It was very back and forth. These two were trading, like, these two were just trading haymakers all match in terms of moves. Like, they were just throwing the entire, their entire playbooks at each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they were using every move in their arsenal on each other, and nothing was working until the end, finally. Um, but there were some sweet sequences in this match. It was really back and forth. I liked it a lot. The the way it was paced felt really, really good. It felt really, really clean. Uh, there was no point in this match where I was, like, bored or wanted to look away. Uh, I was really into it. I'm gonna give this one... I, mm, it's tough for me, because it, it did have that big championship match feel because of the way everyone was literally, like, throwing the, their playbooks at each other, like I mm-hmm. said, and they were, like, really just giving it their all here, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm between the high man and the mark out here. Oh, um, damn. I think if I'm contemplating it this much, I'm going to go with high man. Because I feel like mark out, I'm more... I'm always I'm always more, like, snappy with mark outs. Like, if I see a mark out match, I know I saw a mark out match, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the fact that I'm thinking about it so long <laughs> makes me think it's a high man. So I'm just going to stick with that. But, like, very high man. Like, right on the, the brink, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was still very, very good. And I still love... I still really, really like this match. And uh, these two put on an awesome, awesome, awesome awesome fight uh and i really i really enjoyed it uh so yeah i'm gonna give it a very high mess nice <laughs> from me the for highest this one. a very high mess yeah like like literally as close as you could be fair enough like i don't know it was just it was just missing something hmm. and i don't i can't put my finger on what it was i'm gonna i need to watch this match again to see if i can figure it out but it's just there's something, there's like some little factor that, that you know, it, that, that little mark out factor yes. is missing, and I can't We're tell this why. This close from greatness. This close. This close. But, like I said, match was still fucking awesome. I absolutely go check it out. Um, I believe it's on the title match. It is on the title match wrestling network. Uh, so go check it out over there. Nice. Yeah, so what is your next match? Uh, that would be Carter and JTG's match at Brie Combination Wrestling for the Brie Combination Wrestling Championship. Very cool. Uh, summary of this one for B. This match is a lot of slow, methodical offense by Carter that is broken up by a fast-paced uh, burst of offense from JTG, basically. Ooh. Uh, I like that. On the, I have to say this because there's a very high chance I'm giving this to you, Mikey. The audio for this match is a fucking mess. Uh, during this match... Don't, it, no, then don't give me this one. Uh. <laughs> during this match... <laughs> I don't know why they had these microphones were so in tune with everything that you can hear, ready for this, the crowd, the commentary, the beach, the seagulls, the wrestlers, and the planes flying overhead at the same time. Because this takes place at at, at Atlantic City, baby, right by the boardwalks. So you can hear fucking everything. Those mics, I I think I... Those mics, the the gain on those mics was probably set so high. Because I was like, guaranteed. I was sitting there and I was like, wait, I'm like, is that a fucking pelican? I'm like, no, it's a plane. I'm like, wait. And then I heard a seagull and I'm like, a fucking seagull? It's like, wait. It has to be the gain Mm -hmm. on those mics being so high up because the gain is like how far your mic, like, it's like, like picture gain is like a bubble around Mm -hmm. your mic. And the higher the gain, the bigger the bubble. Oh, okay. 
and the the more sound that gets picked up in that bubble. Damn. So like. Uh, so if the gain is very high, you're gonna get a lot of background noise mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. Uh, so it's a it's it's like one of those things you gotta find a good balance on, you know. Damn. So yeah, that was. I got past it and I watched the match, but I was just like, oof, I. <laughs> I'll just watch it on like very low volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's or see. just mute it. <laughs> we're gonna go on uh, things that I wish were better. Uh, I wish the crowd was a bit better for this match, to be honest. Okay. Like, there were a few people in the crowd that really, like, were really into this match, but as a whole, it seemed like a lot of them didn't care as much, which is a shame, because these guys put on... We're really going for it, in my opinion. Okay. So, you know, that's a shame, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, bad audio and crowd aside, let's get into the it, match. It do be how it be. Mm-hmm. Uh, side note, going into this match, it's basically that Carter has held this belt for 600, I believe, in 67 days straight. Jesus. Yeah. and That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Almost two years with this belt. And holy moly. He, and, yeah, so JTG's basically challenging him, and I was just like, holy... I remember thinking the same thing. I was like, holy shit, that is... That's like, you're getting to, like, Asuka levels of, like, you've held that belt for so fucking long. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh, after the bell is rung, this match, uh, takes a bit to start up, because Carter, of course, being Carter as the heel him he is, needs a moment to prepare himself. He's got to stretch in the ring, you know, walk around, get himself all loose and ready to go. With JTG the whole time being like, come on, bruh. Like, come on, man. Get it the fuck over here and let's fucking go. And eventually he does, and they lock up. And it immediately leads to the two of them exchanging wrist holds with each other, and uh, Carter is able to gain the upper hand and grind JTG into the mat. He okay. then just... Like a fucking surgeon, this man just absolutely dissects the left arm of JTG. Like, Oof. he puts him in so many holes, beats him down repeatedly. He's just going for this left arm like it was his day job. And <laughs> only when it, when JTG fights back it does Carter switch up his approach and lock in a sleeper hold instead. Okay. And then, however, once he's JTG is able to throw him into the ropes, we then get our first taste of fast-paced action, which was basically what really got me going with this match. The two go back and forth. They're basically dodging, dipping, ducking, and diving to avoid each other for, uh, when they're running at each other. Until JTG nearly knocks Carter out of his boots with a giant shoulder tackle, which then forces him to the outside immediately. Like, he went from dominating to getting thrown on his ass, and he was just like, nah, I'm not about that. Mm-hmm. So he's on the outside... There's some fan out there that's like, get back in the ring. He's like, I'm a professional. I take my time. I take my time. So he's just walking around, going into the ring to keep the rep to resetting the count. And eventually he finally gets to the apron and the fan is still yelling at him. So he turns around and starts to argue with him. And as he does it, JTG grabs the top rope in the from the ring. Oh, my God. He grabs the top rope and he mm. flings Carter into the ring. So okay. Uh, and then he tries to fight back, but JTG ducks him, grabs his arm, and then pulls him into... Uh, and then pulls him into him to knock him to the floor. Then hits a single leg drop kick, and then nails him with a beautifully executed backdrop neckbreaker. It was mm-hmm. really... It was great. I did a poor very job nice, describing nice. that. But just... All you need to know was basically, like, this match was, like, chill, and then it just spiked with some adrenaline. And then we're about to get back to the chill part. I'm sure I'll see it when I watch it. Mm-hmm. So kick after kicking out, Carter retreats to the corner, and JTG mounts him. And in response to this, before he can do anything, Carter slips in between his legs, mm-hmm. pulls them out, and just sends JTG crashing face first into the top turnbuckle. <laughs> oh, no. And then as he's recovering, Carter wipes him out with a running knee to the side of his face. 
And again, okay. Carter's back in control of this match and its pace, and he slows things down because he's a professional. He'll take his time. He's and a professional. He also, he just again starts to methodically beat down JTG and focus on the left arm while he does so. And while I didn't love this, I also think I understood why they did this, which is basically whenever things went past fast pace and like went balls to the walls, JTG was just dominating Carter. But the moment he slowed things down, he had full control of the match. JTG couldn't even get a single bit of offense in. So I like, I kind of like, I, I got what they were going with here. Uh, yeah. I will I- say that after this, there's this near, uh, this, there is a neat spot in this point where J- Carter has JTG in the corner, right? So he stands in front of him with his back turned, like back, back to chest, basically, right? And as he's gloating in front of him, instead of doing a running strike like or taunting him like I thought he was going to. He just simply just kicks his chest over and over, like just he just like is just back kicking him in the chest so he can't get out of the corner. Okay. And this is a point where I can actually hear commentary say, and it was actually a good point. They're like, JTG can't really go anywhere because he's right in front of him, and if he tries to like get out, he's gonna fucking feel it. Oof. And I was like, that's neat. And also just a shows a hard place here. how little J- Carter respects his opponent because he's just like, I don't even need to look at you while I kick you in the in the in the chest, bro. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Jesus. Don't even need to look at you. God. Back to Carter dominating the match. JTG does attempt to stop it several times. Like, he's not just sitting there. I would imagine. He's not just taking it the whole time. (laughs) But, like, it's just each time Carter just shuts him down quickly with a welling strike, whether it's, like, a punch to the face, a drop kick, a knee to the gut. It's just, like, just one strike is enough to get him to stop. Okay. He even tries to get creative with it at one point when Carter runs at him in the corner. So he, uh... As he's running at him, he throws his legs over the middle rope. You know how, like, a pe- a wrestler do that to get out of the onto the apron? Yep. But instead of doing that, he stops, waits for Carter to run into the turnbuckle, and as he's bouncing back, he rolls him up in the ring. Wow. It was... I was like, damn, that's a fucking sick roll-up. Impressive. Which I never thought I'd ever hear myself say unless it's a fucking crucifix bomb. <laughs> Fair. So Carter then immediately puts him down after this with a palm strike to the throat, I think it was. Oof. But it's still a cool-looking spot, nonetheless. Throat shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, Carter locks JTG in another sleeper hole, and then he's like, at this point now, he's just mocking the crowd, who are not pleased with the pacing of this match. I'm, <laughs> if it was for the audio, I could probably hear the crowd being like, this is boring. Yikes. You're going super slow. And he's like, I will do this at my own pace. I don't need He's like, you're paying to watch it, and you're just sitting there watching it. Because you got no choice. You got no choice. You paid for this, so you're going to get this. You're stuck here. And I think if there's a point here, it might have been earlier in the match, where he's, like, mocking JTG. He's like, you paid all this money for this man, and he's doing this is the best he's got. <laughs> and he's like, go and tag your partner. Oh, wait, you don't have one anymore. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this man just brought that up. Really just rubbing it in. Uh-huh. Uh, and it is during oh, this. Oh, wait, oh. Oh, no, yes. I just fucking got the connotation yes. of that because I just yes, realized. exactly. Oh, I thought the God. same thing. I was like, tag part. I was like, oh, my God. Holy he just, moly. This man. I was like, I was like, oh, what did, I was like, oh, what did his, the, his opponent and his partner break up? And then I realized his fucking opponent is JTG. Uh, Chad Gaspard, but, you know. Fucking rest in peace, Chad Gaspard. Yes. Holy rest shit. In peace. This man was fucking like. Fucking Darius Carter coming for the throat. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and it's funnily I enough, feel like it's what it's what Chad would have wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know what? If he probably had permission to say that, uh, exactly. So, and it's funnily enough that during this hold, it's when JTG is finally able to break out of Carter's grasp and make a comeback. 
Like, Carter tries several times to stop this comeback with clubbing blows to JTG's back, but when Carter goes to backdrop him off an Irish whip, JTG slides forward and uppercuts him in the face. He follows it up with a discus lariat that just wipes Carter out, and him out as well because he's exhausted after being grinded down the whole match. Mm-hmm. And the first to get up is Carter, and I'm not going to lie, my first thought was, oh man, the pace is just going to slow back down again. God damn it. <laughs> Which I guess is a, t- is a-, a testament to how good Carter was at making me go, god damn it, man. I'm still, listen, I'm still recoiling from the fact that he made fun of his dead tag team partner, which is terrifying, which it's, is, oh my god, like, was, my, like my brain is still processing that. He went right for the throat. Oy. But thankfully, this actually led up to the two of them having just a slobber knocker of a back and forth strike off. Nice. And then towards the end of it, Carter's able to obtain a brief moment of control as a result to cons- of a consecutive uppercuts to the face. Except on the very last one, JTG uses the momentum of being hit to spin around and knee Carter in the gut. Ooh. And then immediately nail him with a running boot to the face, a clothesline, a running back elbow, and then a sling blade. Holy and then, moly, that was a lot of things you just said. Yep, he fucking popped off. And in control of this match, JTG just manhandles Carter. He nice. mounts him in the corner again, but this time he's able to pull back and drive him face first into the mat. He throws him chest first into the corner, catches him on the rebound, hits a sick-looking blue thunderbomb that he transitions into a fucking gut buster. Nice. And then he goes for what I assume is a buckle bomb, but Carter's able to actually get his... Like, he hooks his feet over the top rope and slips out of his grasp, then knees JTG in the face, chucks him shoulder first into the post, and then hits him with a running big boot in the corner. Now, while JTG does kick out of this, this is when Carter starts to argue with the ref before he goes for his finisher, the Royal Sweep. And then okay. as a result of JTG then slamming him into the corner as he go- when he gets out of this, Carter chucks him into the same corner, except as he throws him into the corner, the ref, who didn't see this, was kind of trying to move out of the way, and he chucks JTG full under the ref. And the ref takes the ref bump you expect. He just straight up dies. Yeah, yeah, all, all refs, uh, the ref's bones become paper. Yep, it's like in a wrestling game when you hit a ref in the face and the ref just, like, lays full flat on the mat and it's just yeah. out cold for the rest of the match. It was exactly like that. When a, when a ref has to take a bump, it's like that one guy from SpongeBob who's like, I have glass bones and paper skin. Every morning I wake up and break my legs. Every night I go to bed and break my arms. <laughs> oh, man, what a fucking... Oh, man, great fucking episode. Oh, man, so... He's down. Carter sees this. He grabs the belt. He's like, he goes to, he's like ready to brain change. He's like, come on, get up. Come on. You wanted this, right? You want this belt, right? And he actually, JTG actually is able to duck him. He's able to duck the title and then hits a fantastic looking boss man slam and pins Carter for like a 12 count. Wow. But of course, the ref, the ref is, is down and he won't <laughs> pick the ref up because he keeps thinking either someone's going to run out, which is what commentary was saying. And I actually could hear them for this. Mm-hmm. Or I guess he assumed the ref is like probably thinking, oh, you know, the ref, the ref will get up. No, <laughs> no. And then as he finally goes and he wakes the ref up, he goes back to Carter and and what he doesn't see is that Carter is able to sneakily grab the belt and then he fucking low blows JTG with it, <laughs> like with he the belt? Sw- he swings the belt up and hits him in the nuts <laughs> with it. <laughs> I was just like. Oh, why, why did you th- why did you need that for a low blow? You could have just done a low blow. You could have, but it, I was like, that hurts, bro. Someone hit me in the dick with a belt. I would probably be out for a while too, honestly. I guess. Yeah. And then at, then after this, he throws, he puts the belt on the ground, 
hits JTG with the Royal Sweep, which is a Cobra Clutch Face Buster, into the Hot. belt. And then as the ref is getting up, he quickly just slips the belt out of the ring and pins JTG for the win. Yeah. And he yeah. gloats to everyone. He's like, Heels. this is what a champion's like. 667 days. Heels be playing dirty constantly. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I'm what gonna, a match. Uh-huh. I'm going to give this match a high meh, to okay. be honest. Like I sk- I glossed over a lot of the slow points of this match. Like this is like that's fair. It's a pretty long match, but like in my opinion, the high points of when the, like these two really go at it, like the brief points when they do, really put elevates this match a bit. And also Carter did such a good job of being a just a horrible heel. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> sounds like it was a pretty solid one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my second match of the week is pretty short, okay. so we can just gun right through this one. All right. Uh, we got Rachel Rose taking on Charity Kane. I like the name Charity Kane. From Renegade Wrestling Revolution. Yeah, first the day. The name I can't say. Uh, Charity Kane to me just, it sounds like uh, someone like called like Kane and was like, hey, can you come to this charity event? That's what I thought too. <laughs> He's like, hey, it's me, Charity Kane. <laughs> or, or, like, or like a different name for like knockoff Kane. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no, but no, this is, yeah, this match isn't bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just short. Uh, this okay. match is like nine minutes, uh, right. but uh, it starts off pretty fast because basically right as the bell rings, Rachel Rose takes Charity Kane by surprise and starts getting some quick offense in. Starts getting okay. strikes, drop kicks, take like knocking her around. Uh, there's one point where she gets Charity Kane on the ropes, like the six, mm-hmm. one, like six or nine position. And Rachel just uh, runs the ropes and just, like, leaps up and hits a double drop kick to Charity Kane's the back of her neck and just, like, hits her on the ropes. Ow. Yeah. Uh, But then Rachel tries to keep this momentum going, tries to keep the pace up. Uh, She goes for a running crossbody on Charity Kane, who is much bigger than her. Uh, So you can probably see where this is going. She gets caught. Uh Uh-huh. She gets caught and hit with a backbreaker. Just like, yep. Yeah, and now and now Cherry and now Kane is is in control for uh, basically the rest of this match almost. Oh, okay. Um, it's a lot of Kane just overpowering Rachel Rose, like hitting her with big. She, there's one point where she hits her with a big, uh, a big German suplex. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one point where Rachel tries to come back, but uh, Charity just takes her down again with a big clothesline or a big elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this whole match, Rachel just like can't get any momentum going again after she got that backbreaker. Basically, gotcha. Like, there's points where she, like, has almost has it, but then Kane's like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> mm. We're done. Um, <laughs> we're done. We're done. Uh, but then there's one point where Rachel kicks out of a big, I think it was, like, a big uh, fisherman suplex or fallaway slam from Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets up and is finally able to recover, get some offense in. Uh, she hits a couple, she hits, she, like, hits a couple of super kicks. Like, she hits them once, hits her again. Um... Then hits a shining wizard. Oh, completely out of nowhere! Like it's like super kick. She's down to her knee. Super kick down to both of her knees. <laughs> runs the ropes. Shining wizard. Boom. One, two, three. Rachel Rose gets. Wait. What? Oh my! I had a feeling I was gonna go for it, but I was still sitting there like, wait. I told you it was a short one. This one was like nine minutes, and there was nothing extremely memorable about uh, memorable about the match. So like, I, the few spots I went over were basically like the highlights, and then it was over. Damn. It was quick. Don't get me wrong, but I did... It was quick. However, it wasn't 
bad quick. It, like, the pacing of it was good. I do wish, obviously, and this is the fucking complaint we always have, I wish they had longer, but it's not really a complaint. It's more like, I want to see these two wrestle more. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a decent match. Like I said, the pacing was good. I think for a nine-minute match, the pacing was solid. Uh, it let Charity Kane show off her power, let Charity Kane show off that she is was in control for a bit. Uh, it gave Rachel Rose that, like, it gave it gave you that feeling that Rachel Rose is kind of the underdog in this match. It was, like, in, in the short time span they had, they were able to tell a story enough for me to get involved in this one, okay, you know? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So when Rachel Rose came back and won, I was invested. I was like, all right, she overcame, she did it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was incredibly impressed by how quickly they were able to just quickly throw that story together and hit these highlights of like oh Charity Kane is clearly the powerhouse and she's just throwing Rachel Rose around hitting her with fisherman suplexes uh, like Alabama slams all kinds of stuff clotheslines you know mm-hmm. just wrecking her not not letting her get any momentum in this one but then when Rachel Rose hits that comeback and gets that burst of momentum and hits all those moves mm. uh, and then finally hits that uh, end combination where it's a super kick super kick shining wizard mm-hmm. to end it gotcha uh, I thought it was very, I thought it was solid. Uh, cause like I said, it, g- it gave you that underdog, it gave you like that underdog comeback story feeling, but like all in just like under 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a meh on the cusp of high meh. Like that's, that's just like the, the, the theme, I guess, is just being on the cusp of the next level. Gotcha. But this match was solid. This match was, uh, pretty, pretty good. I very much appreciate it. There was, like I said, there was no very big spots, but the uh, the story they were able to get together and tell in this short amount of time they had in the ring mm-hmm. uh, was to me was to me pretty impressive. So I'm gonna give it a, a meh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so now, th- 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 like I said, that was a quick one. So uh, let's get to the match we both took a look at, which is a surprise to the fans. We took a look at another match from Enjoy Wrestling. Of course. We watched. Allie Catch taking on MV Young, which is a funny coincidence, because if you go back to last Thursday, our friends over at Had to Talk to Your Friend about wrestling, Amanda and Ashley, also took a look at this match. <laughs> so, if you want to hear a bunch of stuff about Allie Catcher's MV Young, stay tuned for our review here, and then go listen to theirs. Oh, I just remembered. Oh, was it was it Amanda that was a big fan of Allie Cat? I was it Ashley? believe so. I think they're both fans. Yeah, they were both fans. But I remember when we did um back when we did the um we did oh, the collective we review, did the collective right? review with uh it was Amanda, right? Mm-hmm. With Amanda, she said the Alley Cat was like her first wrestler that she got into, and then she turned into Alley Cat. And then she had then right after she was into Alley Cat, literally like the next match, she was like, "I'm Alley Cat now," and I was like, "But I just <laughs> God damn it." Yeah, so uh, definitely go check out their review. They they did they beat us to it. Mm. Uh, so yeah, go check that out over uh, over on the Cat Out Network feed. Uh, you can definitely find it. Uh, anyway, let's let's get into this one, Zach. What did you think about this match? What were your general thoughts overall? Before we get into the spots, I thought the match was pretty. It was pretty good, but I feel like my high expectations for it kind of hampered my enjoyment for it. If you know what I mean? I. I think I enjoyed it nonetheless. I think I had high expectations because it was MV Young and Alley Catch, two yes. people who we've seen be mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Yeah. So I I had very high hopes going into this match. 
I don't think it was. I I don't. I want. To, I wasn't disappointed mm. personally. Yeah. I thought it was solid. Um, yeah, it was fine. At least especially on a, especially on a show like Enjoy Wrestling where they only have like an hour per show. Yeah, it's an hour, and there's like I think at that I think it's like four matches maybe. No, maybe two or two to four, something like that. Yeah. So it's like for an hour long show for them to have a match like they did, I thought it was pretty solid. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will say by the way, I actually really enjoyed Catch's pre match interview. Oh, I didn't watch. I should have watched. I watched it. I, I went right to the match. I was too. I was too excited to get into this one. See, I saw that and I was like, "Oh, okay, let me watch this." And it gave me a good sense of what Alley Catch is, which is good okay. because I didn't know what Alley Catch was. I just figured it was just a harder version of Alley Cat with a lot less of the comedy spots. But it's more so she's. Well, it's her like kind sorry. of being like a professional wrestler is what she's basically doing. Like she's she's going to be taking things more seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why she ditched the the fate the, the cat makeup. Yeah, right? exactly, and I. It was a good way of getting a good sense of what it is without, like, seeing her in the ring before this. So when I, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, dope, I'm down for it. Also, she said that she was going to, inter- that she said all Colts uh, leaders fall, and she's going to introduce that reality to MV Young, which I was like, oh, that's a good line. Like, all right. Bam. All right, I'm down. She she uh, she kept that going, too, in the match. She, she had some solid trash talk that, uh... Mm-hmm. That that kept up that that promo. Yeah, yeah. So let's get right into this match. Uh, the beginning is a lot of back and forth and submission holds. Basically, it's very yes. fluid though, and it's pretty it's, it's pretty fluid in their its execution. These two clearly know each other very well as wrestlers that they can do this type of stuff and like lock things in pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Hooray! Hooray for more technical wrestling. Oh, don't worry. I'll be talking about Ooh. a match later that's a lot more technical wrestling. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's over here like. I'm like, babe, it's time for your daily technical wrestling match. You're just like, no, please. Do I have yes, to? Yes, dear. <laughs> He's like, give me my lucha yeah, match. Yes, dear. Give me my give lucha me my... match, god damn it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, don't don't get I, I it did it did not make me enjoy this match a little less. I'm totally just messing around. Mm. Uh, it, it's just been a lot of god. technical wrestling well, like the lately. Last two weeks have been just technical wrestling for you now. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of it's been a lot of uh, uh, technical wrestling slogs. We gotta, we gotta like have like a week somehow where you and I both somehow get like a super like sports entertainment heavy week. You <laughs> just get like we both just get like matches that are like crazy that are like blood generation do fixer wild. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, ooh, I like the uh, back and forth here the two of them have where they uh, took turns locking in the Indian Deathlock uh, chokehold move to each other because mm-hmm. it was just like a nice like little like anything you can do I can do better. We're we're basically yes. like we're back. To, we're both really good at what we do. So. uh... We'll see who, sta- who falls first. Yeah, and they they just kept uh, they also just kept trading strikes too. Like like when when they were out of submission holds, mm-hmm. uh, there was there was the one point I loved where Young hit a shoulder block on Alley Cat, and then Alley Cat just kicked back up, and, and Young was like, "Okay, okay, all right, okay, well, shit, fine, <laughs> yeah, all right, I see you, all right, all right, all right, I see you, yeah." I think uh, let's see, yeah, there's a lot of points in this match. Where Alley Cat, I almost said Cat, I said Catch. You can go back to the recording. You, you better watch out. Oh, she'll get me. <laughs> there's a lot of points where Alley Catch, like, is a, like immediately gets it like the fucking Terminator. Like, there are several times when she gets knocked down. I'm like, damn, she must be hurt. And she just stands up, and I'm like, oh, damn. The the announcers were selling that very well. They just kept saying how relentless she was on offense this whole this whole match. Like, every time she got knocked down, mm-hmm. uh, she would she would get right back up and get right back on the attack. Yeah, exactly. Like which which I love for for Alley Catch especially with this new character her be, like her being like aggressive like that and like just taking like up, like kind of not worrying about reversing the slams as much as just like taking them and 
mm-hmm. moving on, you know? Yeah. Just, like, powering through them and being like, all right, time to fight some more, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like, uh, this, a good example of that is, like, when MV Young, after he got, after he, uh, Alley Catch kicked up, MV Young Irish whipped, uh, M- or Catch MV, uh, Irish whipped MV Young, but he got out of it and chopped her in the chest and then backdropped her. Mm-hmm. And he gets her in a waist lock, and you think, like, you know, like, your thing would be, Alley Catch, the first thing would be like, oh, I'll have to counter the waist lock. No, instead, she elbows her way out of it and counters an Irish whip from him into this, into the an inverted headlock backbreaker, which is basically Randy Orton's backbreaker. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's the Orton style, like, backbreaker. It looked great, nonetheless. Oh, absolutely. It looked oh, gorgeous. And then as, the, the, that, that one was smooth as hell. And then he cha- she chased him into the corner, he turned it around and chopped the shit out of her chest, so she just fucking lariated him out of the fucking corner. Like, she just did not give a fuck about responding. She yeah, was like, I'm just gonna hurt you. That's what I'm saying. It's all about, like, she, she doesn't care about reversing as much as just, like, absorb the punishment, come back strong, mm-hmm. you know? Which I think is, which I think is so cool. I think that's dope as hell, and I think more wrestlers need to have a style like that because it is intense. It's awesome. It shows how badass you are. Cause you the way you the way you recover from a move, like if you like, get hit with like a big suplex, you just roll through and keep going. It's like yes, mm. fight, you know. Fight. It's like yeah, uh, oh, this um, is D and D talk. It's like when you're playing a barbarian and you die, but you have the relentless thing that lets you come back to life every time. You're like keep Allie, hitting Allie me. Yeah, Ali Catch was, uh, fucking, she just reckless attacked this whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just continuously reckless attack your opponent, not yeah. caring what it'll, what it'll do afterwards. Exactly. She, she was like, yeah, hit me. See if I give a shit. I'm just going to hit you back twice as hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. There was another spot I liked here where uh, Ali got Envy in a camel clutch, and Envy <laughs> just straight pulled her feet out underneath her and slammed her face into the apron and locked in a cross face, just because of how fluid it was yes. for me. Oh, there was one point before that I wanted to mention where, uh, uh, right, right, like right before this, where Alley Cat, like, it was like right after that clothesline, and she just started beating down Young. Oh, and at one point, she just yells, about. she just yells, she she yells, she yells to the crowd, she's like, This is your king? And I was like, Whew! whew. Oh, Lord. And then she, I think it was after Sorry, that. And then, and then the whole camel clutch spot. Camel clutch spot. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. There's another, this, again, it's another one of Alley Catch just getting up. Because, like, I wrote here, interestingly enough, Young walked away to recover, and instead, and Alley Catch just immediately got up and rammed him in the corner. <laughs> just do- doesn't stop. She just doesn't stop this whole match. And, like, she does not get out of this scot free. Like, Young immediately countered it with, like, a high knee to the face and then a missile drop kick from the middle rope. Mm-hmm. And then he hit her with a forearm to the, uh, then he, uh, Forearmed her in the face again and hit her with another missile dropkick after this. From the top rope. Yes. Going up one level. Uh, but yeah, like like you said, MV gets that big burst of offense in. Uh, he gets that running that running elbow mm-hmm. uh, from the corner and just like, just straight elbows catching the back of the head. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, and then he hit, and oh, what my, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Say, you're, I, you're on a roll. Hit me with it. So, so he hit that running elbow to the back of Catch's head and then... He just hits her with, like, just a straight, like, deadlift German suplex. Mm-hmm. And then Allie, like, rolls through, and she's on her knees. And then Young just comes, follows it up with just a kick to the side of her head. Mm-hmm. Just to take her out. And I was like, woof. Yeah. Oh, my God. High impact. Mm-hmm. I think right after that, yeah, right after that's a spot where Young, uh, Allie is retreating to the apron. And Young tries to suplex her into the ring. And mm-hmm. Allie does try to fight this back, but Young, of course, hits her with a gigantic superplex instead. But again, 
Allie is just too fucking professional and badass to give up because the moment he tries to roll into this and do another suplex, she just DDTs him into the fucking mat. It's 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 back to that taking taking the punishment and then just keep going, you know? Like take the move, power through it, and then get your shit in. Like it's it Allie has been just relentless this whole time mm-hmm. in terms of uh but so is MV Young. MV Young obviously hasn't like hasn't let up either like yeah these two were it's just a, these two were just slugging each other mm-hmm. yeah like right after this the two just back and forth just form the shit out of each other until um young is able to actually well, ally ducks one of young's blows and young instead irish whips her so she responds by twisting his arm and then beaming him in the side of the with a gaman giri and then a bridging northern light suplex doesn't get her the win still looks great and then Allie, then seeing her opportunity that she's knocked Young down, locks in her Boston Crab, which I'm pretty sure is her finisher now. Yeah, yeah, it's the the Boston, it's the bridging Boston Crab. Yes, yeah. and uh, Young is forced to crawl the ropes and get a rope break. And uh, <laughs> so she then, I have written here, she just knees Young in the ribs then and leaves him sitting up on his knees. And then she uh, looks at Young and says, "You're gonna, you will bow to me. And she kicks him in the chest once. Also very good. And then she goes for a second kick, but Young catches it just so he can stand up and then deck her with an STO and then a freaking deadlift bridging German suplex again. Just absolutely destroys her. And uh, let's Oof. see. What else? Ha- ha- let's see. What's the main? Mm. Well, excuse me. I'll look over my notes. Uh, Please do. Oh, yeah. And then right after this, um, Allie counters uh, Young's Irish whip with her own. Except Young jumps over Allie as she charges to him in the corner, and then he hits an absolutely stellar-looking shotgun dropkick. It was yes, fucking great. Allie flew her like she flung herself into the corner, and it looked great. Like I love Yeet. me a shotgun dropkick. Yeet or be yoked. That is the question. Yeet or be yoked. Yeet or be Yeet. wait. Yeet. Yeet or be yoten. Yoten. <laughs> uh. So. After this, he yeah, rolls her into the ring and goes for a running I lost, kick. I lost the head. now because I was too busy thinking of that stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good episode. So Alia <laughs> is able to roll out of the running kick that Young goes for and dodges it. And then using it, she locks Young in her Boston Crab again. But this time, it's much deeper than before. Like, she really sits down on his lower back and, like, just leans into it. And, you, mm-hmm. and um, Young's actually able to wiggle his way out of this. Despite the fact that he was so... Like, he was literally, like, I'm not even kidding, less than, like, like a finger away from the... Tip away from the ropes. And he still... He was like, ah, I'll wiggle out of it. Yeah, he's like, I'll get out of this one. It's fine. And I was like, okay, that's... Huh. And then we get to this kind of... It was kind of an interesting finish here for this match. Because Allie goes to roll him up with a sunset flip. And, unfortunately for her, instead of just being rolled up, Young rolls to his feet instead. And then runs past her and then hits her in the back of the head with the Shining Wizard and picks up the win. Woo! And I remember thinking to myself, oh, damn, your opponent, you ever just have that moment where your opponent, instead of going along with your shit, just gets up and then kicks you in the back of the head and wins? Yeah. Just, oof. Overall, though, I thought the match was fu- was solid. It was a fine match. There were some spots that um, I feel like they weren't as executed as they could have been, and I was hope, or I w- hope that they could have been. And uh, I, again, I think it's my high expectations for this match, to, um, to be honest, that uh, has lowered my enjoyment of it as much as not as much, but as little as the bit that it did. You get my point. Mm-hmm. What'd you think, Mikey? 
Uh, I I love this one. I thought it was awesome. Uh, these two, like I said, it was that slugfest. I loved I loved the fact that these two were not worried about reversing each other as much as they were worried about just powering through each other's moves and then hitting their own moves. Right? Mm-hmm. It was it was like we said. It was like two barbarians fighting. Mm-hmm. It was like just they both just kept using reckless attack, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, so I was super 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 into this one. Um, I think for me, this one, I think it's going to get a high meh. I really, really enjoyed it. For me, it'll get the meh. Okay. But like, it's not like, like legit meh. It's like, it's kind of like falling off with, I'll take your word for, I'll take your words for you, Mikey. It's on the cusp of being a high meh for me, I think. Yes, it's very close. It's close. Yeah, that, I guess that's the, uh, the downside of having high expectations that you don't feel were entirely reached. But yeah, hey, you know, sometimes it happens. shit happens. Yeah. All right, that's all of our matches out of the way this week. So why don't we get into the double down? The double down. This is the segment of the show where me and Zach flashback to last week and watch matches from each other's perspectives. Uh, and yeah, so Zach, what match? Uh, who went first on the double down last week? I believe it was me. Alright, so I'll kick us off this week. And Zach, you gave me the match from Beyond Wrestling. You gave me Logan Easton LaRue taking on Robo the Punjabi Lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I believe goes by a different name now. Jora Joel. Uh, so yeah, Robo the, Punjabi, Robo the Punjabi Lion, now known as Jora Joel, uh, if you want to get into more of his stuff. Um, this match was solid. This match was... Absolutely just, like, everyone on Robo's side. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, every single person. Not a single person was behind LaRue. Literal honestly. nuclear heat from the announcers <laughs> introducing him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was this was a match all about Robo showing off his power. And and not even not only that, but also his, also his agility. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there was one point in the beginning where, uh, basically, like, Robo starts off this match just by tossing LaRue around. Yep. And just overpowering him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, they try to get into it, they get into a sequence where LaRue tries to use speed against him, but then Robo somehow outspeeds him, too, mm-hmm. and ends up getting it, and ends up winning that sequence. So, of course, LaRue has to go to some dirty, some dirty tactics. Mm-hmm. Um... When like Robo throws him on the ropes and he like sits there, yeah, and he keeps hitting him with elbows, but Larue just keeps rebounding mm-hmm. and coming back, rebounding, coming back, and then he rebounds one time, comes back, grabs uh, Robo by the head, and just hot shots him. Yep, it's like a seesaw of pain. Yes, it was very, very good. Uh, the, I thought that was that was a great way to reverse that and a great way to to reverse it, but in a dirty way. Yeah. You know? Um. And yeah, I have I have this written down twice, but uh, again, the crowd just hates Logan Easton Larue yeah. just because they hated him that much. I had to, I wrote it, I took note of it two times. <laughs> um, basically, after that hot shot, though, this match is basically Larue just trying to keep Robo on the ground, mm-hmm. like really working him slow, really just making sure he stays on the ground. He keeps the upper hand because he knows if I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where if he knows Robo gets up, he's gonna be losing this match. Yeah, so he's like, I just need to keep him on the ground. <laughs> That. And I need to wear him down. <laughs> um, and it works for a period of time, but then, of course, uh, Robo does end up getting up. But this just gives LaRue a chance to show off how smooth he is in the ring. Like, the way LaRue was moving this whole match was, like, butter. 
Mm-hmm. He was flying around the ring, and whenever he whenever he did anything, it was just like, whew, like silky smooth. Yep. awesome. Um, there was a like there was a one six spot that I loved where uh, Larue tried to go for the the spear through the ropes. And Robo just knees him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and LaRue just stops in his tracks and falls. Mm-hmm. Just dead. Um, yeah, which lets Robo take back the offense. Um, there's one point where uh, LaRue gets a nice uh, German suplex in into a super kick when Robo rolls through. Uh, then there's a then there's the sick ending spot that I loved where Robo hit the bicycle knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, knock Larue, knock Larue senseless. Uh, and then hit like what was it like a falcon arrow, the blue thunderbomb? I can't remember. Yes. Uh oh, yeah. I, I think. Oh man, wait! I wrote this down. I wrote this down. God damn! Oh my notes. <laughs> no. Oh, I think I deleted my notes. No. Oh god, yeah, it's the falcon arrow. Fuck it. I just can't. I can't remember. Sure. It. It's something. It's it looks it looks kind of like a falcon arrow, but I don't think it is. It's like close enough. Yes. Um, but this one was solid. I, I enjoyed this one. I think these two, uh, LaRue played an amazing heel. Uh, Robo played a great powerhouse, a great, like, just a great foil to LaRue. Everything LaRue is, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it was dope, and I enjoyed it. I'm gonna give it the high met for this one. It was, it was a good, solid match. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so yeah, I'm going to give that one the high Matt. And Zach, what match did I give you for the double day? Oh, you gave me Trisha Dora versus Lee Moriarty at Battle Club Pro. Okay, oh. yeah, I think I think this one was this one was your kind oh. of match. To quote Mikey said last week, sounds sounds like you like he him. had he had a lot of uh, a lot of technical wrestling, so he wasn't sure if he was to appreciate this match in its full. So I went into this going like, all right, let's see what this fucking match got. I really enjoyed this match how it was booked and how it was wrestled it was the best way i just could describe it is it's like watching a mirror matchup of two master chess players like these two okay. this match was basically a race between lee and adora to see who could injure their opponent's left arm worse so that they would it would give out first and they could win basically like these two did work the whole match working over i believe it was their left arm and it they both worked the same arm too Mm-hmm. And I just enjoyed how, like, I just enjoyed throughout this match how that was, like, the, how that was, like, its theme. Like, in the beginning of the match, during, like, the feeling out period, like, these two were so evenly matched that they had to get creative in how to get an edge over the other. Like, Adora had to throw herself to the floor to get Moriarty, to throw Moriarty into the rope so that he would let go of the hold he had on her. Or Moriarty, right after this, grabbing Adora's nerve in her neck so that he could then hit a springboard arm drag and then trip her. Like who the fuck goes for a nerve a nerve hold in a wrestling match? I haven't seen that, but Moriarty fucking saw that shit, and I was like, "Hell yeah, down for that shit." <laughs> uh, Technical wrestling aside, this match also had, which was also all beautifully executed and extremely smooth. The few strikes in this match were fantastic. I could probably count the number of them on my hands, to be honest. But because of their scarcity and just the impact they had, they really stood out in my mind and, like, symbolized the moments in the match when they the pace got picked up. Like, there's yes. an example of this where um, Adora was trying to or Irish whip Moriarty, but he was using his non-injured arm and his leg to hang onto the ropes, and Adora only had one good arm at this point to drag him. So what did she do? 
she chopped the fucking meat off his chest so that he would let go enough that he could actually go she could actually Irish whip him. And then yeah. this then led to lock um oh, to Moriarty getting uh locking up a door's injured arm with his feet and then kicking it and then hitting a beautiful looking Inziguri from the floor. And then they went back into a hold, I believe, after this. But it was just I was like, oh, that was fucking great. Like I loved the selling in this match too, by the way. Like these two did a fantastic job of selling their arms the, throughout the entire match so that it was getting progressively more and more hurt. The next spot that stood out to me funnily enough actually came after the Inziguri spot I just talked about. Uh, that was uh, which was actually the because it was the start of the closing section of this match, which is when they really picked it up. Like right after this, Moriarty whipped out a fucking gory bomb to just destroy Adora. Because I remember going, "What the fuck is that move? Who just whips that out?" Moriarty does. Mm-hmm. And then the moment Moriarty she does, kicked you know, he, out... You no, know, it's he, just Lee Moriarty, the apex of combat, Tiger Yep, and then the moment she kicked out with her injured arm, he immediately grabbed it and put her in a Fujiwara armbar. Oh, my God, it was... Gr- I love when they do that spot, by the way, where, like, they grab their arm and, like, immediately was like, nope, you're going right into submission now, fuck you. You kicked out, we're not doing this. Fuck off. Next thing I really liked was probably when uh, Adora... was after Adora got out of the Fujiwara um, and hit one of the... probably the best-looking diving crossbodies I've seen. Like, Moriarty did a great job selling it. She got a ton of impact off of it. And she then followed up with a running body slash in the splash in the corner and then a hip attack. However, as she went to pull Moriarty out of the corner, her arm gave out. And while it did give Moriarty a chance to come back, she then dropped him with an incredible-looking boss man slam backbreaker that she had to basically use her entirety with her uninjured arm and, like, slightly with her injured arm. Finish came shortly after this, because um, Adora went for her cattle mutilation submission finisher. But if you know what a cattle submi- uh, mutilation submission is, it's when you lock both of your opponent's arms behind their head, behind their back with your arms, but her arm was too hurt, so it let- she had to let go before she could even actually lock the move in fully, to be honest. Which then led to the finish, where Moriarty and her went back and forth rolling each other up. And I choose to believe that Adora was able to get this win, because when she... Uh, pinned him on the last go she angled her body so that she was basically laying on his injured arm and he couldn't really lift himself up if you get what i mean yeah i understand i thought this was a good... i understand I, I watched the match too yeah uh i felt like this was and I, honestly i felt like it was a good payoff to like the story of the match it was fitting to it because it was like kind of like yeah she just she got him at the end he just his arm just couldn't handle it yeah and overall i like this match now I will say, this match didn't give me the feeling of a markout, so it's not going to get that. It's going to get a high meh. But it's still... Okay, a... I wasn't expecting that. But it's still a great match. Fair. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I like... I don't know. For markouts for me, I always like to like sit there and be like, alright. if I fe- It's like... I think we've talked about we've talked about this several times before. It's the feeling of a markout, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it, it, when you see a markout match, like... When you see a markout match, you know you've seen a markout match. Yeah, this match like left me going like, that was a great match. That was mm-hmm. great. Well done. Well fucking nice. done. Okay, well that that's fair enough then. No, no, no more explanation needed. Yes, I've talked uh, about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. So, uh, before we get into the plugs, we are going to, of course, leave you with a little preview of next week's matches. Yes. And uh, Zach, next week, what are you bringing to the table, my guy? I'm bringing Mikey Broderick going against Anth Kava at Melbourne City Wrestling. And then, is it Melbourne or Melbourne? I know, I know. I think people in Australia pronounce it Melbourne. 
if they pronounce it Melbourne, I've just offended about any Australian listener that we ever have. Uh, apologies. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. And then I'm taking, and then I'm after that. We're going with Abby Jane going against Mother Endless at Invictus Pro Wrestling. All right, all right. Sounds like two pretty fun matches. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I am bringing to the table this week or next week: Genocide versus Savannah Evans from Mission oh, Pro Wrestling. Of course, Mission and, Pro. And you know what, Zach? I have had it with these fucking technical slugs. <laughs> so my my second match next week is Prince Puma versus Pentagon Jr. versus Mil Muertes in a triple threat match for the Lucha Underground Championship. Damn. I'm done. What? We are going Lucha, and we are going Lucha hard, okay? <laughs> we are going to get a crazy match. Fuck this... With a lot of with a lot of wild spots. I've had it with these motherfucking technical wrestling matches in this <laughs> motherfucking podcast. God damn it! I just want to watch a lucha match, so I'm watching Pentagon Junior, Prince Puma, and Mil Muertes from Lucha Underground for the the Lucha Underground World Championship in a triple threat match. That will be a gr- all, both. Honestly, I you, I'm so excited. Your matches next week sound like bangers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm so excited. Looking forward to see. I'm looking forward I'm to hearing how so it goes. Excited. I'm just so excited to not have to sit through another fucking, like, oh, you got him in a submission hold. Oh, you reverse it into another submission hold. Oh, you reverse it into another submission hold. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> let me watch some guy do a moonsault to the outside or something. Like, fuck. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, that just leaves us with the plugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So good. Uh, remember, stay subscribed to this podcast. Go give us a five star review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us that five star review. Leave us that written review. If you leave us that written review, we'll shout you out on the show. Uh, go and go give five star ratings to all the all the uh, the shows here on the Countout Network. I think they're all very deserving of it, and we have some pretty good shows here on the network, such as Hit the Books every Friday, where me and Ryan Knight uh, dive into the world of uh, fantasy booking and take on our own versions of Raw and SmackDown every single week. Uh, I believe we just we're hit, we're on, we're we're on the go home. We're about to hit the go home show to Money in the Bank. So we are getting extremely extremely close. Money in the Bank is coming up super super quickly, and uh, things are getting pretty exciting. Uh, we had a couple of big randomizer hits, so things are things are heating up over on Hit the Books. If you want to go check that out. Uh, every Friday here on the Countout Network. Also, go check out How to Talk to Friend About Wrestling. Like we said, they uh, also reviewed the Alley Catch MV Young match. So if you want more of that, go check them out every Thursday here on the Countout Network and go check out their latest episode all about that match. Uh, and check out Your Dose of Death every Tuesday here on the Countout Network as well, uh, where Lauren Rosenberg takes a deep dive into uh, Deathmatch Wrestling and does a bunch of interviews and just has some some pretty awesome takes on Deathmatch Wrestling. Uh, and, of course, you got to check out G1 and Only, uh, Ryan's show that he does every other Monday where he uh, takes a deep dive into people who competed in the G1 Supercard one time and one time only. Uh, it's a super cool document documentary-style show, and I think you will appreciate it if you are a New Japan fan and if you like the G1 Supercard. So if you're into that, go check out that show. Um, and if you want to know, base, and if you want to see what's happening uh, on the Countout Network, go follow us on Twitter at CountoutPod. Where we basically tweet out our whole lives constantly. Um, <laughs> so basically anything that's ever happening on this network will be on the Twitter, so go check that out and give us a follow over there. And, of course, if there's anything I mentioned that you have questions about, go check out our website, countoutpod.com, and all of those questions you have can be answered. 
Um, I believe that wraps it up for the plug. Zach, you got anything? None. Didn't think so. All right, that just leaves me with one thing. Left. That just bleh, bleh, bleh. that just leaves <laughs> me with one thing. <laughs> Fuck, that just leaves me with one thing left to say. Then, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent <laughs> wrestling out there. I'm very tired. So never stop exploring. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> This has been a Count Out Podcast.